For message two, we have what I consider a very precious subject. Transferred out of darkness into light to live in the kingdom of God as the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. I'd like to read this again, slowly. Transferred out of darkness into light. To live in the kingdom of God as the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. And I feel it would be beneficial for me to read the scripture references. It's really worthy of the time to hear directly from the word concerning our being transferred out of darkness into light, about our living in the kingdom of God, in what way? As the reality of the Lord Jesus shining over us. So we begin with Acts 26, 18. The commission given to Saul of Tarsus, known as Paul, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light and from the authority of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Colossians 1.13 Who, referring to God, who delivered us out of the authority of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people acquired for a possession. So that, so that you may tell out the virtues of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Then we have a longer portion in Mark chapter 9. Chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, 
that there are some of those standing here who shall by no means taste death until they see the kingdom of God having come in power. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and brought them up above, up alone into a high mountain privately. And he was transfigured before them. And his garments became sparkling, exceedingly white, such as no fuller on earth could whiten them. And Elijah with Moses appeared to them, and they were conversing with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to answer, for they had become extremely frightened. And a cloud appeared, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my Son, the Beloved, hear him. And suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. And as they were coming down from the mountain, he ordered them not to relate to anyone the things which they had seen, except when the Son of Man has risen from the dead. And here I'd like to read a few verses from a, a parallel account in Matthew 17. Because there's one matter I want to bring to your attention. And in see in verse 28 of chapter 16, he said, Truly I say to you, there are some of those standing here who shall no man, shall by no means taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in the kingdom. And then in verse 2, I wanted to read this verse for, for a reason. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shined like the sun, and his garments became as white as the light. He was transfigured. The glory that was within him hidden was manifested, was allowed to shine forth. So it transfigured his body and his face shined like the sun. I love this. His face shined like the sun. And his garments became as white as the light. And then the last reference is Revelation 22, verses 4 and 5. This speaks of our eternal destiny 
as the new Jerusalem, the wife of the redeeming God. And they will see his face and his name will be on their forehead and night will be no more and they have no need of the light of a lamp and of the light of the sun for the Lord God will shine upon them and they will reign forever and ever. The Lord God will shine upon them and they will reign forever and ever. We will see his face. His name will be written on our foreheads and the Lord God will shine upon us. That is how he rules in his kingdom from the throne, shines upon us. And then we will reign forever. Now we come to the outline. Roman numeral one. God has delivered us out of the authority of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of God, which is a realm of light. God has delivered us. He transferred us out of the authority of darkness. As I am speaking this word, still in Southern California, 35 million people or so living in California. Almost all of them are living under the authority of darkness. So many of those in the government, they have the position, but they are leading the state under the authority of darkness. In Washington, D.C., almost all the things taking place in the White House, in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, is carried out under the authority of darkness. Then now in Europe, in France, in Germany, in Greece, in Spain, just to name a few representative places, where are the people living right now? Under the authority of darkness. But we are here as a anti-testimony, a counter-testimony. Because we know God has transferred us out of the darkness into the kingdom of God. And we saw in message one, the kingdom of God is a realm of life. Now we need to see the kingdom of God is a realm of light. In the Bible, life and light 
Light and life go together. In Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. And after that, there was life. Then God created a more intense light in the sun. And there was higher life. In the Gospel of John and in First Epistle of John, life and light go hand in hand. They're inseparable. Like in John chapter 1, the light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. But prior to that, it says, in him was life. Right, let me look at the verse. I want to be exact here. Excuse me for a moment. So verse 4, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And darkness did not overcome it. Then if you read on, you will see that he is the true light that came into the world, verse 9, to enlighten everyone. So what a blessing we are under. We are the transferred people, the delivered human beings. A, the authority of darkness is Satan's kingdom. More than 7 billion people living on the earth. the vast majority are in Satan's kingdom right now. They don't realize it. They don't believe it. But they are under the authority of darkness, which is Satan's kingdom. And Satan's kingdom, mentioned in Acts 12.26, belongs to darkness. Satan, kingdom, darkness, they all go together. Satan has a kingdom. He is the king, so to speak. And the angels, who are now the evil powers that follow him and work with him, that is his kingdom. And the whole world lies in the evil one, Satan. The world system is his kingdom. The authority of God is God's kingdom, which belongs to light. There is no middle ground. There is no neutral zone. We either are in darkness or in light. And this is a matter, first, of the gospel. According to Acts 26, 18, we want to deliver people, save people, 
from darkness, from the authority of darkness to light. But if you read 1 John, you can see that even the children of God, begotten of God, have the life of God in them. John said in chapter 2, if someone hates his brother, he is in darkness. Many believers are actually walking in darkness. They don't intend this. They don't realize this. But that's where they are. And that means they're not living in the reality of the kingdom. But to live in light, <clears throat> to walk in the light, as God is in the light. 1 John 1, 7. We're in the kingdom of God under the rule of light. B, there is a sphere and realm of light and a sphere and realm of darkness. I say again, just consider the country where you are. Consider the continent of Europe. For example, there are two realms there. In Berlin, in Paris, in Athens, in Vienna, in London, in Stockholm, two realms. Two spheres. These two realms are two kingdoms. A kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. What shall we do with this, my brothers and sisters? Personally, we want to learn we want to be trained to walk in light. As God is in the light, God is light. We want to live in the reality of the kingdom, the realm of light. And we want to see people transferred, redeemed, saved, delivered out of the darkness with this authority into light with its authority. See, as believers in Christ, we have been transferred out of darkness into light. And out of the authority of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of the Father's love. That's Colossians 1.13. And I want to turn to it again. 1.13. Because here we have a very, to me, inspiring and touching and comforting 
and encouraging statement. The kingdom of the son of his love. Just muse upon that a little, okay? We've been delivered out of the authority of darkness and transferred into, not just to, transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love. That is the realm of the kingdom of God as the realm of life and light. This is the kingdom of God in reality. And we know from what the Father himself declared openly in Matthew 4 at the time of the Lord's baptism and in chapter 17 when he was transfigured on the mountain. This is my beloved Son. How God the Father loves his Son. And now the kingdom is called the kingdom of the Son of God's love. This means that the atmosphere is filled with God's love for his Son. But also, our Father is so happy to see not just his firstborn son in the kingdom as a realm of light, but so many believers born of God, children of God, in whom Christ the Son is dwelling. So there is this atmosphere of love and it's a realm of light full of life love light life three L's in English this is the kingdom this is the reality of the kingdom and we need all three attributes of God. The love. The life. The light. This is how he rules us inwardly in the kingdom of the son of his love. Here the subpoints under C. Darkness is the expression and the sphere of Satan in death. Darkness is the expression of Satan in death. And it's the sphere of Satan in death. How we long in our experience not to live in this sphere anymore in our daily living. Surely we do not want our family members, 
our adult children who got saved many years ago to live in darkness, in death. Light is the expression and sphere of God in life. And there you have 1 John 1, 5 through 7. Verse 5, this is the message that we heard from him. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Very simple, apparently. God is light. Satan is darkness. The kingdom of God is a realm of light with life. The kingdom of Satan is a realm of darkness with death. Two, God has transferred us out of Satan's death realm of darkness into his life realm of light. Formerly, we were in darkness under the authority of Satan. But we have been transferred out of darkness and the authority of Satan into light and God. What a transfer. This word is so endearing right now. Transferred. Thank you, Father God, for the transfer. Thank you for transferring us. Praise the transferring God. He brought us out of darkness, Satan's kingdom and realm, into light, into God, God's kingdom and realm. We have been transferred out of darkness. This is a fact. This transfer has taken place. Now we need to experience it day by day by walking in the light. And we have been transferred out of the authority of Satan into light and God. Right now we exercise faith. We don't trust in feelings. We exercise faith right now. We are in God. We are in light. We are in the kingdom of the Son of God's love. Three, to be transferred into the kingdom of the Son of God's love is to be transferred into the Son who is life to us and who rules us in his resurrection life with love and in light.
to be transferred into the kingdom of the Son of God's love is to be transferred into the Son. Now let's consider this. We're transferred into the kingdom and then now we read we're transferred into the Son. Now this may be surprising but actually the Son is the kingdom. How can you say this, brother, some may think? Well, in Luke chapter 13, the Lord is being asked questions by the religious ones and the scribes. And the Lord is speaking about the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God does not come now in some kind of outward way that you see all these signs. He said, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And who was in the midst of them? Who was with them? The God-man Jesus, the Son of God. Remember from message one, the kingdom of God is God. Because only God has a divine life that makes the kingdom of God the kingdom of life. And this life is in the Son. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. God has given us eternal life. This life is in his Son. And now the Son indicates the kingdom is here. Maybe you could say in miniature, in this one person, when he comes again, he'll come with a corporate counterpart, his warrior wife, his bride, his overcomers. And so we are transferred into the Son. And the Son is life to us. The Son said, I am the life. I am the way, the reality, and the life. John 14, 6. I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five. Then in Colossians 3, Paul speaks of Christ, our life. So we're not simply transferred into a place. We're transferred into a realm which is actually God himself embodied and expressed in his son. And this son who is life to us and he rules us. Right now, he's exercised to rule us. How? In his resurrection life. And the kingdom of God is a realm of life and of light. The Son of God rules in his resurrection life. 
with love and in light. That's the reality of the kingdom. Living under the rule of love with life and light. The kingdom of God in resurrection life with love and in light. This is how the Lord rules in the reality of his kingdom. And this is where he wants to train us to live. If I were to move to a country in Europe, let's say I moved to Switzerland, and I can arrange to be somehow legally a permanent resident, not a citizen. I have to learn how to live in that country. I need to know the government, the laws, the rules, the principles. I can't walk around with an American passport and say I'm, I'm an American. I want to live the American way. Well, someone in a certain way would say, well, we understand that, but you're not in America now. You're in Switzerland. And we have different, some different rules regarding your driving. And this and that. We're in another realm. Which is God himself as life and light. And yes, the Lord has all authority in heaven and on earth. But we don't sense the weight of authority. Rather, we sense love, life, light. What a wonderful realm to live in. Point D, light is a ruling power. It rules when it shines, when it shines. So there is a ruling power in light. It rules when it shines. And here in the kingdom of God is a realm of life and light. The Lord rules by shining. He just shines on us. And if we open to this shining and respond to this shining, we are living in the reality of the kingdom of God. One light rules by its enlightening. When the light of life shines and rules, it is a kingdom. The light of life shines. The light of life rules. When we have this sense developed in us, Lord, right here and now, I am under the rule of the enlightening from yourself as light. 
The light of life is shining. Lord, the light of life is ruling. Then inwardly, there's the sense, this is the kingdom. This is the kingdom. You are in the reality of the kingdom. The kingdom of the Son of God's love. Isn't this a delightful place? Isn't this a pleasant place? Isn't this so much better than being in the flesh, in the world, in the self, in the natural constitution? Lacking in love, the same love for all the brothers and sisters. And in a way controlled by the enemy. We need to learn to live as the transferred people into this realm. Two, where there is the light of God, there is the ruling power. This is God's way. We read it in Revelation, in the new heaven and the new earth, with all of his glorified sons reigning with him over the new earth. And there are people there, human beings without sin, like Adam and Eve before sin came in. And we are under the ruling of God by light. And now the light shines through us to rule over the people. This is our eternal destiny. The light of God is a ruling power. And this ruling power, the power of the divine light, controls us, directs us. And brothers and sisters, this needs to become real to us experientially. And we need more and more fellowship personally with the Lord. Lord, I want to be ruled by light. Lord, honestly, certain parts of my being are not always under the rule of light. But I'm coming to you, Lord. You are light. You are the light of the world. And now I'm opening up for the light to shine and rule by shining. And Lord, one day I long to be with you in the kingdom, ruling by shining. We will see this later. The overcomers will be shining in the kingdom. Okay, Roman 2 is based upon the scriptural reading from Mark chapter 9, and some of the verses I read from Matthew. The kingdom of God is the transfiguration of Jesus, the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. So let me try to present the basic thought. The Lord is talking 
to his disciples. And he said, Some of you who are standing here, right here with me, you will not pass away until you see the Son of Man in his kingdom. You will see the kingdom coming. And usually when people read this, they have the thought, well, the Lord is saying that he will come again, you know, on the cloud and rule on the earth. He will come and bring the kingdom. And some of these apostles will still be alive. That is just a natural human thought in darkness. But some days after he said that, the Lord Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and went up into a mountain. We're pretty sure it was Hebron. Anyway, when we're in the this realm, we're in the kingdom. Okay, the thought is this. The Lord said, you will see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And what did they see? They saw the Son of Man transfigured and his face shining like the sun. Okay. I just want to repeat this. <clears throat> I don't think I've made it clear enough. You will see the kingdom coming, the Son of Man coming. And then he showed them the Son of Man shining. And I'm so thankful that in the book <clears throat> called The Kingdom, <clears throat> Brother Lee gave a message way back in 1972 that is the source, humanly speaking, of this outline and this message that the kingdom in our experience is Jesus shining radiantly in glory within us. Surely this was the Lord's divine thought. Some of you, that was the three, Peter, James, and John, you will see the kingdom. You will see the Son of Man in the kingdom. Then we don't have a record of him teaching anything else. Then less than a week, he brings them to the mountain. And Luke tells us he's praying. Then he's transfigured. Jesus shining. I just love this utterance, this truth. Right now, the kingdom is our Lord Jesus shining over us. And as they were coming down the mountain, 
The Lord Jesus said to the three, Don't talk about what you saw. Don't say anything. Don't tell people what you witnessed. Don't say anything until the Son of Man is resurrected. And uh, I don't know if I remember exactly, I think either Matthew or Luke adds to this. <clears throat> Maybe I can look. Resurrection in glory. Let's see if that's the case here. We can take the time for this. Okay, maybe it's, I, I won't take the time to look. But the point is, we know from other verses, Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Romans 6 tells us this. So his resurrection was glorious. It was glorification. And so the Lord instructed them, don't talk about it until after I have been resurrected and glorified by resurrection. Then you'll be able to share with them that you had a glimpse of the glory in me that was hidden. But if for a while it was shining out of me because I wanted you to know <clears throat> that this is the kingdom experientially for you. Yes, the Lord will come in glory with his bridal army. And just his, the shining of his glory will defeat Antichrist. And the kingdom will be a realm of glory with bright lights shining everywhere. But the Lord wanted the disciples and all of us to know the reality of the kingdom in your life now is Jesus shining inwardly in splendor and glory. And if we are living in the reality of the kingdom, we're living not only with life flowing and love in the atmosphere, there is light Christ is shining. <clears throat> He's ruling our inner being, <clears throat> excuse me, by shining. Now the, the subpoint should help us. What is described in Mark 9, 1 through 9, is a picture of the kingdom of God coming in power. The center of this picture is the glorified Jesus. And with him are Moses and Elijah 
representing the Old Testament saints, and Peter, James, and John representing the New Testament saints. So here we have a picture of the kingdom of God coming in power. This is the way it will be after the consummation of this age. And the the center of this picture is the glorified Jesus with Moses, Elijah, Peter, James, and John. This is a miniature of the kingdom coming. It's a picture. It's a miniature. This is what we need to know now and experience now. B, for the Lord Jesus to be transfigured meant that his humanity was saturated and permeated with his divinity. This transfiguration, which was his glorification, was equal to his coming in his kingdom. I want to read that again. It's so important. For the Lord Jesus to be transfigured meant that his humanity was saturated and permeated with his divinity. This transfiguration, which was his glorification, was equal to his coming in his kingdom. When he comes, we can say objectively, actually comes to the earth, he will be shining like this. But now we need to know, as we live in the reality of the kingdom of God, we see the glorified Jesus. We sense his shining in us. That is the kingdom. When the Lord's word about the coming of the kingdom of God in power was fulfilled by his transfiguration on the mountain. I would be very surprised to find out, maybe someone would come across this, if anyone in the whole history of Christians on the earth ever gave a message or wrote down in a book this understanding of the kingdom being the shining of the transfigured Jesus in us. That this is what the Lord meant. In some ways, that message from 1972 affected me more than almost any other message I ever heard. Lord, this is so real. If we seek first the kingdom of God, then we are seeking first the shining of God in his Son, in glory, inwardly. And so the coming of the kingdom he mentioned was actually his transfiguration. Then we go on. The transfiguration 
the shining of the Lord Jesus was his coming in his kingdom. This is the basic thought. The shining is his kingdom. Whenever we sense his shining over us, shining on us, we're in the reality of the kingdom. This is the king with the kingdom coming to us inwardly and experientially, subjectively. This is the kingdom of the Son of God's love in our being. We have a kingdom in our being. The kingdom is a person. And in our spirit, we are in the spirit of the body. We're in this together as members of the body. The kingdom is coming to us experientially by the shining of Jesus. And point three is very important. The transfiguration of the Lord Jesus was the realization of what he was, of what he is, of what he is. Well, he was the son of man. He still is the son of man. But suppose he said to someone, hello, my name is Jesus. I'm from Nazareth. I am the son of God. People would mock or they would be shocked or whatever. What do you mean? You're just an ordinary looking man. You're a carpenter from a rather pitiful place to live in. Big family, quite poor. And you say you're the son of God? There must be something wrong with you. But when he was transfigured, the reality of his divinity was shining forth. And then it became so clear, this is what I am. I am the Son of God, the God-man Jesus. I am the King. I am the Lord. I am the head of the body. And when he comes, visibly, eventually the whole earth will realize Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Savior. He's the Lord. He's the Christ. He's the King of Kings. We know because we see he's transfigured. He's glorified. Now we know who he is. But we want to know experientially now by his being transfigured within us. This brings us to point four, a very experiential point. When Christ is transfigured within us, that transfiguration becomes the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life.
So here we're saying that the Christ who was transfigured on the mountain, who is the glorified Jesus now, who will come in glory with his bridal army, can be transfigured within us. That is, he's shining out from his being within us. He's shining forth what he is in us. By his shining, he makes himself known to us. And we are under this shining. Then that transfiguration in our spirit becomes the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life. Regarding this point, I am very much still a learner. Very, very much. But I have at least a little understanding that the Christ who is in us is the glorified God-man Jesus as the Spirit in us. When he's transfigured, when his face is shining like the sun within us, that shining, that transfiguration becomes the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life. That day will come. I cannot say this experientially. That the transfigured Jesus as the kingdom rules over everything in my life all the time. I can't say that. I don't want to give that impression. I'm a learner. I have a a long way to go yet. And the Lord knows. I have to be honest. He's gaining ground, yes, but to rule over everything in our life when we are on a smartphone, when we text, when we email, when we talk, if we're on the internet somehow, if we're just... Who knows an unending number of situations. But we want the transfigured Jesus to spread in us and rule in us until he's ruling all the time in everything. Five, the kingdom is the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. This is from Brother Lee's ministry. The proper interpretation of the verses. The kingdom of God is the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus. Don't you want to experience this? Sure you do. You're in this conference. You set aside the time to be here. 
because you're seeking, you're longing. And we do not always know what it is we're longing for. But the spirit within knows we long for the reality of our Lord Jesus to shine in us as the kingdom. We're not satisfied with just the knowledge. We have to learn the objective truths, but we don't stop here. We want the reality. And the reality is Jesus in his reality shining. That's the kingdom. To be under his shining is to be in the kingdom. So this gives us a kind of way to measure and understand our daily living. Maybe at the end of a day, <clears throat> we're getting tired, we're sleepy, but we just clear things up from that day that we can sleep in peace. And I realize, Lord, today, in that matter, I was not under your shining. I confess, forgive me. Thank you, Lord, for shining on me in this thing and that thing. Thank you for shining. I'm so encouraged by that. Lord, I want to learn to live under the shining of the reality of Jesus. That means I want to be in the kingdom of God. See, Christ has been sown into our heart as a seed. This seed will grow and develop until it blossoms and is manifested in glory. So it's like a, a rose seed or a various kind of seed. When it blossoms, that's his glorification. So Christ is the seed of the kingdom in us. The seed will grow until it blossoms in glory. The one whom we have received as the seed of the kingdom of God needs to grow in us until he blossoms from within us. So this is one way the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus is the kingdom. He's the kingdom seed. And as it grows and matures, it blossoms, and the blossoms becomes the shining, the transfiguration. This blossoming will be the transfiguration of the Lord in us in a practical, experiential way. So how good we have the seed in us. And the seed needs to grow. We should pray, Lord. We pray for the growth of life in us and in all the saints. And as it grows and forms and matures, it eventually blossoms. And it's not, not just the stem, and it's not just a bud, but it's a blossom. And it's so sweet to have at least a little experience of the blossoming of the seed in us. Because that's the life side. When it blossoms, the light shines. 
when Christ is transfigured within us, that transfiguration becomes the kingdom of God ruling over everything in our life. And so actually, I repeated this from point four. Humanly speaking, that's a mistake. But maybe spiritually mistaking, speaking, it's not a mistake that Christ transfigured within us becomes the kingdom of God ruling. So maybe the Lord would use my mistake to impress us and motivate us to pray along this line. Lord, be transfigured within me and rule over me in every way. Three, the kingdom of God is the spreading of the Lord Jesus by shining over us. See, life and light go together. When life spreads, light increases. When light increases, life develops and spreads. So we should be praying, and this should be happening little by little, day by day. The kingdom of God is the spreading of the Lord Jesus by shining over us. The more he shines, the more the kingdom spreads in us. The more he shines, the more we, the more we grow in life. And this is an indicator that we are in the reality of the kingdom. Light, life, Love, love, life, light, life, light, love. They interact. They're all Christ. Now, the last part concerning the manifestation of the kingdom. Matthew thirteen forty three. The righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So I'm glad and thankful that I had the sense to look for that verse in Matthew 17 that mentions that when Jesus was transfigured, his face was shining like the sun. Now he is reproducing himself in us. We're being conformed to his image, to be his expression. And the overcomers, the righteous, they will rule in the kingdom by shining. The righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. This is the manifestation of the reality of the kingdom. So in this age, we may have the reality of the kingdom. And we'll see in message four, the practicality of the kingdom in the church life. 
And if we are living more and more in the reality of the kingdom that is under the shining of Jesus in his reality, then there is the reality of the kingdom constituted into us. But it's within the shell of our body. It's, it's covered like the Lord was. But when the overcomers are raptured and are glorified and have a transfigured body, as Paul mentioned in Philippians 3, now the light that has been shining in us is shining out from us. Even on our face. Shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. If there is no reality, there is no manifestation. There's nothing to manifest. There's nothing to express. We can't express emptiness. So this is the time of accumulating and becoming real. Inwardly experiencing the kingdom as the shining of the Lord Jesus. And then when we have a resurrected, glorified body, we'll be the same as he is in every possible way, except for the Godhead. A, the lover of Christ eventually is transformed into the heavenly bodies. This is Song of Songs. She looks forth like the dawn. She is as beautiful as the, sun, the moon. And she is as clear as the sun. The Lord is saying this about his lover. Oh, my dear, my dear. You're like the dawn, the freshness of new light. What a wonderful name for a sister, dawn. And now you're as beautiful as the moon reflecting the sun. And you're as clear as the sun. This is the Bible. This is the lovers of Jesus being prepared for the wedding become this. B, the moon signifies the church, the wife of Christ. The church shines in the dark night of this age by reflecting the light of Christ as the sun. So here are the dear saints in the church in Berlin and in Stuttgart and in Munich and more and more places in Germany. And the church is the moon reflecting the light of the sun, the light of Christ as the sun. We're the moon. He's the sun. We behold him we reflect him. This is our anti-testimony in this dark age. We are shining here. May the Lord fill Europe with such shining lampstands, shining churches, surrounded by darkness, but we're under the rule of the inner shining of the Lord Jesus. He is the sun and we then reflect him, we are the moon.
Christ is the son of righteousness, arising with healing in his wings, healing and reconstituting us with himself so that we may shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of our Father. Well, Matthew, uh, sorry, Malachi 4.2 will be fulfilled when he comes. But this is for us to experience now. The son of the righteous of righteousness with healing in his wings shining on us. We all need healing. We have all been damaged by situations, by others, by ourselves, by the enemy. But our dear Lord is the son of righteousness. In his wings, he's just coming to us. Healing and then reconstituting us with himself. Oh, this is so endearing, saints. For the Lord to come to us as the son of righteousness and heal us. I can honestly say, Lord, I still need healing. Heal me, Lord. Heal all the members of my family. Heal all the saints in the church where I am. All the saints in your recovery. And then reconstitute us with yourself. So that we may shine forth like the sun. In the kingdom of our father. We need the healing light now. The reconstituting shining now. So we may shine like the sun in the coming kingdom. One to be saved is to be healed. We are saved from the darkness of self-deception, the authority of darkness, by living in the light, under the ruling of light. I really appreciate this first part. To be saved is to be healed. Lord, save me. Heal me. Save that one. Heal that one. And finally, we need to experience God as light in the Lamb. As the lamp. So that we may live under God's inner ruling. This is the reality of the kingdom of God. Paul tells us. In 1 Timothy, God dwells in unapproachable light. We cannot just come to God in the Godhead. His light is unapproachable. We would just be like smoke. We can't come to God in the Godhead who is light like that. But God's light came to us in the Lamb, in the God-man Jesus, our Redeemer. And for eternity, God will be the light shining through the Lamb as the lamp. And this is our experience now. None of us could bear to be directly under the unapproachable light of God. No one could dare 
try to come to God in that way. It's impossible. We would be consumed. But the light has come to us. And our Savior, our Redeemer, our beloved Lord Jesus. And now we may live under the inner ruling. Because the shining that is the inner ruling is God's shining through the Lamb into us. And so the one who is afraid of this light is Satan and the self. But the new man within us loves the light. We come to the light. We open to the light. We're not afraid of the light. Because this light is shining through the Lamb. And the day is coming we will marry the Lamb. He'll be our husband. And for eternity we will live under God's light shining in our Lamb, Lord Jesus, as the lamp shining into us. And I'm so thankful we end this way. We don't have to be afraid of God's inner ruling. He knows we cannot take the light directly without the light coming through the Redeemer, the Lamb. So he's coming to us right now and may live under God's inner ruling because we are living under the light shining on us through Christ as the Lamb. This is the reality of the kingdom of God. Surely this matches our subject. This is the reality of the kingdom of God the shining of the reality of the Lord Jesus in us. God who is light shining in the Lamb, his Son, our Redeemer, who is the lamp shining into us. So this light is approachable. This light enlivens. It heals. It reconstitutes. It directs. It guides. Let's all take this way. Come to the Lord just as we are, like the hymn says, without one plea. But your blood is shed for me. Lord, I'm coming to you. I love you. You are life. You are light. You are love. I'm coming. Lord, shine into me. I want to know the reality of the kingdom of God. I want to live in this reality. I want to become part of this reality personally and corporately. Dear Lord, shine. Shine in us until the day comes when we join you in the kingdom. Shining like the sun. Ruling with you then as the issue, the manifestation of your ruling in us now. May it be so, dear saints. May this become our experience, 
and our Constitution day by day until that day comes when we're shining together with him in the kingdom. Thank the Lord. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory to King Lord Jesus. Amen.